This is a Skeptic Frog production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. Previously on Dice Benders. So, you can tell that something's supposed to happen soon, too, huh? Yes, sir. I'm just hoping it's the information we have regarding two separate plots against the council and president. Two of them? Yes. I'm asking that if we have to fight, we do not use bending. It would help our cause if we are able to defend the council from these benders who just want to be represented. Before Sean left, he introduced a new technique to me. Your willingness to use it, it tells me you haven't seen what happens if you don't use it right. I'm about to give my speech. Uh, do you mind coming with me? Yeah, 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 yeah. The focus is not to cause alarm or pain to anybody involved. Our focus is just to get that president and get back to safety so that we can have a talk. That's it. Rena, you told when you came in, you were with a firebender with a bunch of scars on him, and do you know where I can find him after this? I don't know, man. Not his mama. Well, Shin wants to go over to his stand, I, like keep an ear and an eye out for me. Uh, any customers named Eva? Um, I know Yang and uh, Milo were looking around for. Uh, any kind of outfit for Yang to wear. Uh, do you guys want to roleplay that or should we just kind of jump to it? I think while we're rummaging through boxes of old uh, family stuff, uh, Milo is going to ask Yang, kind of picking up on how Yang was behaving earlier, um, and just ask him, tell me, what we're about to do, is this the only thing on your mind lately? Do you feel anything else odd about the area, about what's going on or what's going to happen. Yang is quiet for a moment as he ponders the question. I'm just hoping it's my nerves and this meeting that we're about to go to, but yes, feel something's wrong. That might not be just nerves, Yang. I've received a cryptic warning that something would happen today, something big. And the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking that this might not be that event, or might just be a small part of it. Something isn't right, I know that much. I don't think there's much that we can do with the information we have. We should keep focused on the objective at hand, but do trust your feelings, Yang. I'm wondering if it would be possible to send somebody to the spirit portal to investigate it. Milo thinks that over for a moment. I don't know if he has anyone <laughs> that would be particularly suitable for such a task. Uh, I mean, you may have Val, uh, but for the most part, you're trying to get your troops to the festival, essentially. Yeah, um, based on this, um, depending on how many troops, how many people Milo has at his disposal, I think what he was thinking of or considering is bringing enough to help police what's going on at the speech, but also leave enough behind so that they can mobilize and, you know, take action in case something outrageous happens. Okay. Uh, so 
Mm, I, you, I had you roll uh, before that time that I had you roll a d20 and a d6. That is for a statistic that is coming later, uh, but you rolled super, super <laughs> low, which is not good. So I will ask, Great. out of courtesy of, of, of you, because I like you, I guess, roll me a d20 again and another <laughs> d6. Okay, sure. It's like, is that another one? Please don't be. <laughs> No, it's higher. It's a four. And a four. Um, a four by four. Oh, that's not <laughs> yeah. bad, I guess. Yeah. I'll take the minor upgrade, but we'll leave it at that. It is. It, it just is what it is, I guess. Uh, yeah, you are able to get enough uh, airbenders to be about roughly, with my bit of rolling that I did, muted, about 20 airbenders to come with you, leaving the rest at Air Temple Island. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Um... So then I, I think the tail end of this conversation is Milo thinking about it for a moment and then saying, we should perhaps focus at the task at hand and then there's time. Uh, we can check out the portal. But for now, and he like whips out a nice airbender robe from a box and like dusts it off or something <laughs> and holds it up for Yang. Yang lets out a slight groan at having to do what he's about to do but we'll begin to remove his more comfortable clothes and put on the Air Nomad clothes. Yeah, and Milo will help, like, tidy him up and, like, dust off the robe and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this might be fun. Humor me. Yang, could you roll me a pure luck check? Ancients be damned. <laughs> Can I say no and let you do it because I'm scared shirtless? I mean, one of you should do it. I'll You'll... <laughs> Eight? Okay. Eight. Uh, nothing happens. There's nothing. Never mind. However, in the process of having my nerves rattled, I have a sudden realization and turn to Uncle Milo. What if we were to ask Valahalaru to check out the spirit portal? If what's happening is as big as I think it is, I'm not sure I want him going alone. No, you're absolutely correct. However, that does give me another idea. And I wonder if Bella Halaru would like to speak before the council. Give some voice to the spirits as it would be. That's worth pursuing. He is a citizen of Republic City. Is Why? <laughs> Why don't we? Uh, he like dusts off your shoulders a little bit and straightens up the robe. <laughs> um, and he says, uh, why don't we wrap up here and then you can uh, go speak to him while I rally the troops. Yes, sir. Okay. Done deal. All right. So we split the party again. So many splits. So if that's the case uh, with with Milo getting his troops prepped, uh, we can do Yang. This happens simultaneously. And uh, I don't mean to uh, say this, but I don't think we need to hear Milo's speech to his people unless we get uh, uh, Mayor Michael Carmichael. Uh, oh, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> the only thing I want to say is that he uh, puts Bandon in second in charge while he's away. He literally cries in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Out of joy and fear because he doesn't know what's going to happen. It's okay. This is time to shine. Fly or die. Let's go. Uh, you love this poor kid. This kid <laughs> probably is like terrible at his job, but he's just so sweet. Milo's going to make a man out of him. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I thought of Mulan just then. 
So, Yang, you're heading your way. You know where uh, Valhalaru is, so it's not that big of a problem for you to find him. Uh, you find out that in his room it smells cleaner, so, you know, his, his tub of water must have been changed recently. Fairly recently, in fact. Uh, and the door is open just a crack, and before you even knock, you hear Valhalaru. I haven't done his voice in a second. All right. Yeah, come on. I already know you're there. Yank puts on a smile as he opens the door. Then I'm assuming you know why I'm here. And you see he's doing like very leisurely um, yoga stretches. And he's doing like the arced back thing right now. And he looks to you and he's like, uh, maybe? Lalaru, would you be willing to travel with us to speak to the council? Oh my goodness, I wasn't expecting that today. And he gets up and begins to stretch another way, like arcing, like like a bow stretch, essentially, with one arm over the other, whatever. You, you insert stretches in your imagination, people. And uh, he just, he goes, I'm not really much of a people person. If you trust me, I will speak, but I'm hoping that you will be a face for the spirits. Yeah, I do have a pretty face. Hmm. You have a very beautiful face, Valhalla. Hmm. I mean, stop, stop, but do go on. It would benefit us with your wisdom and presence, not only to show that Korra and Avatar Aang had a vision of hope and unity, but to show the council that there are others that need a voice within the city. You're talking about the spirits, huh? You are part of this world as much as we are part of yours. Uh, roll me a persuasion check. Alright, my persuasion is a plus one. Darn it! Five. You see, he looks at you, and he just has this look of sadness on his face, and he goes, Uh, tell me, uh, young, how many spirits have you seen in the city lately? Um, you are the only one, Valhalla Yeah. It's not supposed to be like that. When the spirit portal opened up, there were spirits all over the town, all over the city. What just, happened uh, to them? Yeah, that's the question. I don't know. Um, I... I don't think it's right for me to go. Not because I don't want to help, but um, I, there's something else I need to take care of. Please be safe, Valhalla. You too. Uh, if I if I heard right from from someone that you know, uh, that something's not gonna something's not good, and that not good thing is coming pretty quick. I had asked Uncle Milo if we could send somebody to investigate the spirit for the portal. And we decided we're gonna check that out after the meeting, and dealing with what's gonna go down. Yeah. Well, if I mean, I, I keep a really close eye on it with, with this window here. If anything were to happen, I mean, I could send somebody out, probably Bandon. He loves doing things for us. If you go anywhere, Valhalla, will you take somebody with you, please? Of course. I mean, I, I want to be alive just as much as you want me alive. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Yang just cannot <sighs> get this feeling of unease out of his stomach. And he gives you this look, and you can see in his eyes, like, he uh, concurs. Let's hope that my 
forefathers are looking after us today. Yeah. Yeah, let's, um... I mean, I'm not really good at giving, like, motivational speeches or anything. I'm just going to tell you not to die. I hope that's enough. I reach out to Valahalaru, and I give him encouragement while spending a chi point and just reassure him with a smile that I feel everything will go will be all right if we work together. Oh, I, I certainly hope so. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Bala Halaroon now has inspiration. And then mm-hmm. I bow my head out of respect to him and leave him to his privacy. Yang walks in wearing traditional air nomad robes, looking rather uncomfortable. Yang, you hey, airbender, airbender boy's looking pretty good today. Look at that. I give Torque an evil glance. He just smirks. Looking like a true, well-done airbender. All you need are those arrows or whatever. Gus cantrip. <laughs> <laughs> you blow him off the, the island, he swims back. Gets eaten by a shark. All right, so we, <laughs> all right, you guys, we ready to do this. I snap back to reality. Um, After visualizing that and smiling at Twerk, uh, I believe I am ready whenever everybody else is. Sorry, did you say twerk? That's all I was thinking too. <laughs> yeah, that's the final exercise, and he gets down low. <laughs> He's like upside down on a wall. Yeah. One. You got Jaeger right next to him doing it too, maybe? Yeah. One. Rena. Thank See, you for drawing attention to my speech impediment. Two. <laughs> Yang mentally says, boing. And, and you see, you see, uh, Tork gets off the wall and he goes, see, Jaeger, that's how you do it. That's how they did it back in the day. Now you show me your style. Milo walks in. Milo. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Miku, no, you're involved with us now. No, you get back I'm in out. here. No. He flies away. You can't catch <laughs> the other airbenders go with them, and Torque's like, "All right, guys, let's get out of here." All right, so I'm assuming we're gonna have to take more than one bison. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. no problem at all. There are a lot of people. Uh, the airbenders obviously can fly themselves, but the rest of this crew can't. So you bring out Pokey Five uh, and Iro and <laughs> Pokey Five begin their uh, joyful ascension to the sky. Uh, both of you roll me animal handling checks with advantage since these are your bison. Uh, nice. Let's get moving. So I, I roll one too, Theo? No, since Yang is here and uh, Milo's driving, driving, operating Pokey 5. Driving. Operating is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> There's levers and a wheel. It's great. <laughs> handling. <laughs> the bison goes vroom vroom. It's awesome. <laughs> Gas comes out the end. I guess that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, my animal animal handling is plus two, and I rolled a sixteen. Okay, I got a sixteen total. Oh, look at that! Yeah, All right. so nice. So at the same time, both of your bison's go up into the sky. Uh, you're bringing at least twenty men with you, Milo. Make sure to remember that. Up to the sky, they're riding ten on one side, ten on the other, and you guys basically just look like a flock of geese. <laughs> making your way <laughs> to uh, the Capitol uh, building. Wow, and for the first time in, what, 
four sessions, everybody is in one point in the city. Oh. <laughs> they don't even know it. That's great. Um, I love it. <laughs> when we land, I gather everybody together and I tell everyone, please just be careful. Don't do anything that will put yourselves up. Risk. Be safe. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. Thanks, kid. But are those hot dogs I smell? There are food. I haven't had an authentic hot dog in like a long time. And uh, you guys did uh, drop off at a point in, near one of the buildings to the street. Since obviously you can't park in the street or on the Capitol building since that's kind of guarded at the moment. You guys park a safe distance with these bison to where you know they are nearby if you need them, but not in the way of danger. Um, and, uh, Frog? Yeah, what's up? Real quick, I am spending six chi point in that speech to give the teachers, Milo, Har, or, uh, uh, Kevin, and Jaeger inspiration. Thanks. Okay. Well, Milo. Taro, you're not there. Uh, Milo, I don't know that. This, there's something that's uh, very special with you, Milo. Um, he is doing a technique or a, an ability that you have. Uh, you know that those that train under the, path of the way of the enlightened uh, as airbenders, they don't get inspiration die to give away. So this is, a, this is honestly rather interesting uh, for you to feel someone of the enlightened having an ability that you as a traveler have yes mm -hmm. i i think he is standing nearby and he's like in the background when yang begins that speech and he's just like looking at yang like ah yes this boy has some stuff going for him you know he's definitely growing up in a uh good way so i amilo's very impressed i think golf clap yeah Minor golf clap. Uh, and the same scene that I described before with Shin and Rena uh, is what you guys are seeing as you guys get down to the street level. You guys see the huge crowd of people enjoying themselves. Um, everybody, including Shin and Rena, can also make me uh, perception checks. Everybody can. All right. Well, if I do that. All right. 16 plus 3, 19? 15. 13. 14 total. I got 8. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, natural 20 plus 2, 22. Awesome. Anyone that got a higher than a 15, uh, as you're looking through this crowd, you notice a couple things in particular that's separate from just a busy festival going on. Uh, you notice that somewhere within... There's a, a crowd of people centered on one point that is not the Capitol building. It looks like uh, the, the Dragon Dancers are here. Uh, the, the same Dragon Dancers that you guys missed in Bay Long and were told we're going to Republic City and then eventually uh, Ba Sing Se at one point, though, you know, that's kind of eh, iffy considering Ba Sing Se is in lockdown. Uh, you guys notice that there are an unprecedented number of cops and anyone that got that 16 or higher also notice that there seems to be more than just cops here. You can't quite put your finger on it, but there's a sense of unease in this crowd, though most of the crowd seems too unaware of their surroundings to sense it. Uh, you see that there are people within the crowd that seem to be in a much more serious tone about themselves 
with their faces covered by just like cloaks or just kind of not necessarily cloaks but just ways that you can't really make out who they are and they seem to be going uh, shifting through the crowd in and out although you guys would be more aware of the uh, team 2b group y'all would know that is because uh chi blockers are here as you guys are making your way through the crowd you're seeing all this stuff you're getting these kinds of senses I take it everybody's kind of like grouped together still, or um, how, how are you guys walking through this crowd getting to the Capitol building? Uh, Jaeger is putting on his hood and handing uh, Vana his water skin and is going to kind of cautiously move through the crowd. Okay. Yang is going to take the white lotus sash from Iroh's horn and promise to give it back to him. We'll ask one of the airbenders to guard the bison just to be safe. And we'll tie the sash around his neck and look at Kevin waiting for him and uh, see as well before we start making our way to the council. Okay. Also, DM, real quick, Mm -hmm. would I have been able to spot Taro? Uh, With a natural 20... Uh, that's a 22. So, Reina, what is your stealth, uh, score? Um, plus six. Roll me a stealth check. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna do 12 plus six. Uh, you, you at the very least spot someone that looks very much like her. Uh, that person seems to be over by a hot dog stand and there's just a mess around her. Uh, ironically enough, if that is her, uh, Torque is at the other stand, like across the street, like in the same line. If they were to just turn around, they would probably spot each other. If that's Rena. <laughs> as you would know her, if that's Tara. Um, I would look at Kevin and say, let's try to, um, make our way to the hot dog stand before going to the count. I thought you were a vegetarian. I thought you might be hungry. Eh, I thought we'd go for a bite to eat. Z, would you like something to eat? No, I cooked breakfast for everybody, although it is probably now cold and stale at your father's place. So I have already eaten, thank you. Uh, well, I hope you don't mind a quick detour uh, while we grab something for Kevin. Um, Fine. I'm going to try to make my way over to Taro discreetly. And uh, we described what Jaeger and Kevin are doing uh, because of Yang uh, effectively taking Kevin. Uh, Mila, what what are you doing? How are you traveling through this crowd? I think um, Milo's top priorities right now is just to keep an open eye on what's going on to see if he can't notice danger before danger notices him. But um, I, I think in his head, he's like, he, he plans to escort um, Yang and his friends to the building to make sure that they actually get an audience. He wants to use himself in this position as giving them a little bit of extra leverage to make sure that they can actually have a meeting with the council. Mm-hmm. And that's 100% possible. I mean, you're General Milo. And very you've got important. Your, you, yeah, very important. I'm an important character. I'll have you know. I think you said that. I probably did. <laughs> um, and you don't even have to instruct your airbenders. The the one that Yang didn't speak to. The rest of them, uh, instinctually, as as though they are one mind, all travel out to. Uh, of course, being in uniform and stuff, speak with police and uh, 
just a side note, this is something that I that I decided to do and I thought that this would have made sense. That it's called the air defense because airbenders aren't really forms of attack. Uh, you guys are uh, very much more of a support characteristic about yourselves, which is why you guys are um, specifically defense. And as such, crowds, just people in general, really take to airbenders, even if there is a law against it. Um, so in a roundabout way of me, what I'm saying is police take very well to what the airbenders are saying, and they all work in conjunction with each other. Nice. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah. I'm. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah. put a lot of work into these things, guys. I can tell. Everything Everything comes together. Finger and if it doesn't, it will eventually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, Rena, you have finally picked up your 14th hot dog, uh, and they still can't seem to make it right. They keep trying to put relish on it, even though you tell them no. You are standing on a mountain of relish at the moment. And I really don't relish this. I've said this like five times. Uh, so, wait, does that mean you don't want relish? Or... I do not. This is not a thing I want. But th that's put what happens. Back. But when you when you make no. a pun about relish, that just tells me that you want relish. No, if there was a way to say I de relish it, I would like that. I de relish do, it. Do Do you want me to put relish in the hot dog then? Is no. Because I can make it like a Twinkie of a of a hot dog. Why would you ruin a hot dog like that? <laughs> Why? Why? No. Yang and uh, Kevin, you guys are hearing this conversation as you're walking up. Are you, are you, are you okay? Uh, well, I'm asking you. Like, you don't want relish, and you see the people behind you are like, she doesn't want relish. What? What kind of monster doesn't want relish on their hot dog? You people here in Republic City, what is up with you and relish? That's disgusting. As you as you say that to the crowd, you you turn and you lock eyes with Yang. Ah. Hello, Mr. Boy. Hello. Uh, how are you doing? Um, just dandy. How are you doing? Kevin was hungry, and we thought Kevin would enjoy something to eat, and I was hoping to discreetly talk to you. Well, these guys really love relish, so if you like relish, Kevin, have at it. It's good meeting you, uh, Taro. So, we we know each other. We're not meeting. Yeah. How how's it going? It's super and peachy. Shen, Shen, you hear her being called since you are within earshot, uh, trying to coax people into going over to your pizza stand. Um, actually, roll me a perception to see if you can hear this because it is a pretty busy street. You might not uh, catch their conversation because of the noise. Shen. 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 18, sorry. 18, yeah, you, you hear this. I am in, in, instantly now paying more attention. <laughs> By the way, Torque is uh, right down there as I nod my head in his direction. Why'd you have to tell me that? Listen, Why'd you tell me that? Taro, please, please be careful today. There are chi blockers in this crowd. Oh, I miss those guys. I hope they're doing well. Taro, this isn't a joke. You think I'm joking? We're friends. I love those chi blockers. The way they just... Mm. Block chi. Block my chi. Please, Taro, just be safe. 
we're going to speak before the council, and I'm asking that you give us a chance before y'all do anything rash. I mean, listen, man. I'm not in charge here. No, but please speak to them. I mean, it's a little late for that, my dude. But if it calms your your spirit, we're not trying to hurt anyone. It's how you're going about this that's wrong. Okay. All right. Good talk. See you later. Taro, please just be safe. And I spend a cheap money to give Taro inspiration. You too. I guess. See you around. And she shifts into the crowd, never to be seen again. I go, shh. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's like super shift. anxious because Torque's here. Yeah. <laughs> Marina, roll me a perception check. Oh, what if I don't want to see? Ah, oh, beans, I definitely see. 19 plus 4? You don't see anything, but you hear, now that you're aware that he's here, you, you hear his voice in the crowd somewhere saying, Who the hell puts relish on hot dogs? That's crazy. <laughs> That's what I... Oh. See that? What? <laughs> Hello? Nothing. Hello? And, uh, Jaeger, going back to your previous role, shifting through the crowd, but you got a perception that you didn't really catch anything. You feel someone touch your shoulder uh, from behind you. Uh, no thanks. You whip around, ready to, like, basically throw a punch, and you see it's one of the firebenders. He's like, whoa, whoa, hey, sorry, dude. I just, uh, I saw you. I, you know, he leans in. He's like, you got your mask and everything. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, where is it? I don't. I didn't want to wear the mask, honestly. Uh, I see. I get you, man. You don't care if they know who you are or not. That man. I. You know what? You know what? And he grabs his mask and just breaks it over his knees. Like, yeah, I, I like that. I'm gonna go tell the rest of the guys. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Be strong. Be tough. That's what we. That's what we need. Yeah. I concur. Yeah. So. So you ready for this? Yeah. All right, we're talking about moving in just as uh, the president comes out to start his speech. Okay. Be ready, though. Have you noticed noticed any earthbenders? Uh, I've been seeing a couple familiar faces. Uh, I'm, ch I'm keeping an eye on them. All right. Have you noticed the security, too? Yeah, there's a lot of cops here. What's up with that? I don't know. I think they might. I think something might have been leaked. Oh man. All right. Well, if we had to, if we had to plow through them. So be it. So be it. Yeah, I was afraid it was going to come to that. Hey, man, you know, we own this city. We can't let them forget that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the, the rest of us thought we were talking, you know, like, if those, uh, if those Earthbenders do end up doing their whole thing, maybe we can kind of sit back and, like, let them take the, take the hits, uh, weaken, weaken the defenses, and then we come in after after they have to retreat uh, so that, you know, the defense is already weakened and we're still standing strong. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. That should do it. Yeah. Everybody's trying to move as close to the front as possible. Uh, so I suggest you do the same. I, I will more than likely be doing that. However, I just want to reinstate that our, that the focus should be the leaders. We got to keep the civilians out of this. Uh, you know, they, yeah, you know, we're not here to hurt people. Uh, 
And he leans and he's like, I can't really control if they get in the way. Hopefully they'll know what's going on and move before anything happens. I promise you, if a civilian is hurt while we're doing this, I will end you all. Roll me an intimidation check. Jeez. Don't uh, I got a 16 plus six. All right. He, he kind of like looks stunned, backs up a little bit. And he's like, all right, dude. All right. I'm sorry. No, we're just excited. I know, but it's it, important to keep a cool head. You're right. I have a bad feeling about today. He just stands awkwardly before he's like, right, I'm going to go now. Me too. Cool. Flamio. Predator handshakes. Predator handshake. And he walks off. Uh, Milo and uh, the two, you guys are making your way to the Capitol building, correct? Or at least, I know Milo said he was. We're making that way there. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go that way now. Okay, and Z is following behind you, because I remember she's with your group. You guys are making your way to the... uh, the barricade essentially you see a line of police officers and as you guys are walking up they put their hands up uh to stop you guys from moving and they say excuse me nope nobody can go past these barricades they are guarding the entrance to the uh well they're guarding the the uh capital stage that leads to the capitol building so just behind them is zuko statue and then a stage and then the building we have a meeting uh with the counts with the white lotus uh, okay white lotus well i can uh, i can Give a shout. See if uh, see if that's true. Cause I, I I just need verification. That's all. I hope you understand. Understandable. And one of them looks over to you, uh, General Milo, and he goes, "Dude, dude," nudges the other guy. Hey, is that where I think it is? And then the other guy like looks at you very suspiciously, and then like leans into the other guy, and he's like, "Yeah, I think so." Like they are whispering to each other, but you guys can very clearly hear them. <laughs> it's like, Dude, do you got do you got like a pen and paper? Neil clears his throat. <clears throat> if it helps speed matters along, perhaps you could let them know that I'm with the white white lotus. Uh certainly, sir. Uh out of curiosity. Are you uh are you the Milo? Yes. Yes I am. And they both uh you see smiles come out the corners of their of their mouths. And one is like, could you could you sign my arm? Because I don't have a, a a paper. Yes, yes, I can sign real quick as long as you let my companions through. This is kind I, of urgent. I think I might have a pen and piece of paper in my bag. Uh, well, you know what? Now that I said it, I kind of want it on my arm. But uh, I've signed weirder places. Jesus. <laughs> and uh, roll, roll me a persuasion check while you're signing this guy's arm. Sure. You want me to roll persuasion? Okay. No, no, Milo. <laughs> this is the third four I rolled today. Wow, that's a ten. Ten? Thanks, Dale. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he signs... Uh, you sign his arm, and he's just like glowing. This is this has made his day. Whoever this cop is, I hope he doesn't die today. Uh, and the other cop come pulls up his walkie-talkie, and he goes, "All right, you know, I hope you understand, General Milo. We just got to make our precautions. It's, we've been hearing rumors of attacks and stuff. We just got to make sure that everybody that comes pe- comes past us is supposed to. So, please wait." I hold my hand out to the officer. 
Okay. Waiting for him to take it. I. He doesn't. He he's not gonna just touch random people that come up to him and hold their hands out. I just wish to thank you for your due diligence, officer. Uh, you're you're very welcome, uh, White Lotus member. And he he I doesn't. Give him a smile and spend a cheap point on him. How many cheap <laughs> points are you gonna use? Jesus. <laughs> Candy, you get one, you get one. I know, you're going to run out of chi. <laughs> I will, but I have three left. Don't question me. That's a lot oh. of chi, man. That's a lot of chi you've used up. All right. Uh, but oh, he bro. he rings uh, he rings him with his walkie-talkie real quick. Uh, he turns around so you guys can't hear his conversation. Uh, and then he waits a second, looks back to you guys with suspicious eyes, and then turns back around to speak. Uh, through the walkie-talkie before he finally turns around and goes, all right, yep, sounds like uh, everything checks out. Go ahead and go on in. And he moves the uh, the barricade over so you guys can walk through. Swoosh. Yeah, not a problem, not a problem. And uh, when you guys go in, he moves the barricade back and goes back into his position. Immediately after that, uh, you see Mike opens the doors uh, to the Capitol building and walks down the steps and he goes, Kevin, my boy, you've made it. And uh, I see we've got Yang and General Milo. It is always a pleasure. I haven't seen you in quite some time. Yes, Mike, it's been a while ever since you stopped inviting me to dinner. Yes. Uh, to be fair, your demands are quite high. I think I'm worth it. He <laughs> <laughs> just like, looks off the sky. <laughs> One lone rain cloud. <laughs> I, I suppose you're right. I, I, I have been uh, a little too distracted with inviting anybody over. To be quite honest with you, it's nothing personal. Just that I haven't had the, uh, the ability to have guests recently. I, I do hope you understand. It's nothing against you. It is fine. I'm usually busy myself, meditating and whatnot. Meditating. Yep. Yep. That's what they call it. Yep. And you're also still uh, remodeling the library as well. With That's, the studies. That is very true, my boy. That is very true. And he just gives this big Santa Claus smile, and he gestures for you guys to walk up. And he goes, "So let's uh, let's get you guys inside, and let's let's talk." Thank you. Oh, and uh, I'll have you know, Milo, uh, your your brother's already here. He's in his office, just waiting, uh, just waiting until the bell rings for him to come and give his speech. Milo nods. Um and looks to Yang and will say, you wish to address everyone, didn't you? I would prefer to address everyone, that is correct. Then I can go fetch my brother. Oh, you wish for the, you wish for the president to be there for the speech. It's important words from a fine young man. I suppose that's true. Uh, I agree 100%. Uh, Yang just... is also noticeably shaking. <laughs> I just truly can't promise that he will be there to listen to the whole thing. You understand, his speech is coming up very shortly. That is, in fact, why he's in his office. He's uh, he's getting the, the jitters out, uh, speaking in front of all the how many people there are today. Kevin is thinking, huh, run to the family. <laughs> all the more reason to move quickly, then. Yeah, I suppose you are right. I will, uh, I will go fetch him immediately after inviting you guys into uh, the council hall. And uh, he invites you into the council hall. 
this room is very much similar to uh, the same type of council design, council hall design that was in Legend of Korra. Uh, the building here, just like with the Zuko statue, seems relatively like a, um, a replica. The only difference is, whereas the council hall was a two-story room where it had seating areas for the second story and stuff like that, leading to this big balcony-esque style that they had for the second floor, uh, it is instead just the second floor with a large window that points uh, to the side of Republic City. So it's still that horseshoe-shaped uh, council uh, table. And... As you saw with the picture that I just put in, it, mm -hmm. the original council hall was a very large room. And where you have, it looks like the stand that goes up to the three door, uh, three windows in the back is just one super large window without any kind of stairway leading up. But you still have seats for people that can sit down and listen. However, you know, because of the, the laws recently, no one really comes in here for council meetings anymore. But uh, you guys head inside. Uh, you don't see the councilman yet. It's just uh, Mike that has led you in. Uh, he was clearly waiting for you guys to get there because he's he likes I seeing his son. I make my way over to Mike real quick. Uh, what is it? What is it, my boy? I wish to thank you for your hospitality that you have shown me and hope that you forgive the words that I say today. And know that I mean them no ill. Of course, I, I've never I've never taken offense to the things that you have said. In fact, uh, everything that you've told me thus far has been, though harsh, rather truthful. And I uh, I support a brutal honesty. Uh, you don't get that as much as you should these days. I just cannot promise the same uh, energy given uh, from the rest of the council, but. No need to uh, apologize to me or uh, even thank me. You are a friend of my son, and therefore you are part of the family. I bow before him respectfully, and then I find somewhere to sit and meditate and start to breathe, <laughs> as Jaeger would say. I, I do want to ask, uh, which one of you is giving the presentation today? That'd be Yang here. Hmm. Well, my boy, have you heard how they do, how we do our uh, meetings here? Uh, no, sir, I do not. Right. Well, I, I'm sure you are a smart boy. You have no issues with this. But essentially what happens is you give yourself a small speech. You then allow every member of the council to provide a counterpoint to something that you have said. You then deliberate with the rest of your group, uh, however many there are and create counterpoints to said counterpoints. From that point on, it is then divided where the council will speak privately to uh, speak on the council's behalf and as such the city's behalf. So essentially it's a three-part process. You give your speech, we give our counterpoints, and then you give your counterpoints. And then we will discover what the, uh, the draw is at the end. It's at this point, mentally, Yang wishes he had gotten permission from Valhalla to speak on that on behalf of the spirits. <laughs> I understand, sir. Not a problem. Uh, and Milo, uh, I can go fetch uh, Rohan for you now, unless you wish to speak to him in his quarters. Let's move this along quickly. If he's going to give his speech at any moment, I'd 
like to make sure Yang has a moment, has the proper amount of time to talk in front of Rohan. I understand. Of course, I'll get the rest of the council and the president in here swiftly. And he waddles his way out the room. Uh, real quick, once he uh, bezounces out of here, Milo's <laughs> going to go up to Yang, who's, uh, I'm assuming, setting up to meditate and just clear his mind. So before he does that, um, Milo's going to approach him, stand right in front of him, look down at him, smile, and say, You, Yang, have the power to encourage great change in this world. That, I believe. Stay focused, stay sharp. And speak not only with this, he points to your forehead, but also with this, he points to your heart. And he gives you one firm nod, and he spends a cheat point to give you inspiration. A smile at <laughs> Uncle Milo. I take it you caught on to my little ploy. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds. Mm -hmm. I uh, was taught that by Ross, whom I mentioned to you earlier. Milo nods. You're using it quite well. I couldn't be more proud. Do you think Valhalaru would be upset if I spoke on behalf of the spirits? There doesn't seem to be too many of them around these days, but I'm comfortable with your judgment. Uncle, that upsets me. Yeah. Where are they? That's a good question. They were in heaven. Well, according to my father, um, they're having problems at the South Pole, too, regarding regarding spirits as well. And it's uh, at this point, Kevin, uh, because you weren't a part of any of those conversations, uh, but it, it's at this point when you kind of do realize as well, hey, when you were a kid in this school or in this city, there were spirits kind of everywhere. Not as many spirits as humans, but there were spirits. And yeah, holy crap, there aren't any in the city all of a sudden. I'm going to prepare for this meeting. I'm going to meditate for a bit, but let me know what you talk amongst yourselves. That's one step at a time. Focus on what's in front of us right now. And right. Yang will kneel in his traditional meditation stance the way he would if he was speaking to the masters. And as he's inhaling, He's going to draw strength from not only his friends, but from the benders and the non-benders of the city. And as he exhales, he's going to push out his doubts. Okay. Uh, while he's doing this, let us cut back out to the street, uh, where we've got Shin, Jaeger, Rina, Tork, and Vana. Tork and Vana have been together for the most part. Um, and Jaeger, you... I mean, there's a bit of information that you learned last night. Uh, so, you know, this is kind of nice to see, I guess. Maybe. It depends on how you feel about everything. Let me ask you guys. Uh, do you remember those rolls that I had you guys do with the D20s and D6s? Are you talking about the pure luck check? No. This is the, the combination D20, D6. I, yeah, I do remember. I don't remember what I rolled, but I remember I don't, rolling. Okay. I don't think I did that 20 and 6 roll. You did not, and that's because you didn't go with the firebender groups. Mm. Um, so I, I ended up rolling that for you. Oh. Uh, yes. 
So, Rena, write down a plus seven. Uh, just anywhere on your notes. Uh, Milo, write down a plus two. And Jaeger, write down a plus four. Okay. Because I want Jaeger. And because Rena and Shin are in the same group, either one of you can roll for this. But I want Milo, Jaeger, and Shin or Rena to roll me a d20. And for you, Milo, roll with that plus two. Whoever does it for Rena or Shin, roll that with that plus seven. And for you, Jaeger, roll it with a plus four. Uh, I'm rolling like trash. My total is seven. My total is 10. Uh, an unnatural 20. Whoa. A dirty Ooh, 20. Crap. That's the terminology. <laughs> yeah, that's the good stuff. So, Milo, you got a 7, you said? Yep. Your role is because you aren't the bad guys. It was a perception check, essentially. The airbenders don't notice anything. The earthbenders, with their 10, begin to sneak their way up to the Capitol building. Uh, and Rena, would you want to do a seismic sense or anything at this moment? Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do a little, a small little river dance. Rena, in your seismic sense, you feel one crowd get met with another, it looks like a small group, maybe just two or three, and then are just gone from your seismic sense. What? Rena, I need you to... Bring your number down from a plus seven to a plus six. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> and with that, you feel uh, in your seismic sense the small crowd that met up with the other crowd begin to disperse and then goes through like alleyways or just out of the crowd essentially and then out of your line of quote unquote sight. Uh, I need this to be rolled again. We'll do this one more time. Uh, same thing, only this time, whoever wants to roll for the Earthbenders rolls a plus six instead of a plus seven. I'll roll it. Okay, please. 13. All right, and Jaeger and Milo? 16. Much better. <laughs> uh, that is an 18. Milo, your Airbenders uh, are a little more perceptive at this moment. Uh, they happen to catch something going on there's they catch the shifting of the crowd moving towards uh the uh, the capital center essentially uh, and they are keeping a watchful eye i'm going to say this in the expression of the chief of uh the airbenders they see in the crowd people are kind of shifting trying to move pretty seamlessly to the front and at some point, they see an opposing side of uh, this crowd walking away from the Capitol building, meet up with them, a small jitter within the head of crowd, and then it looks like silence. Uh, silence in this sea of heads and a uh, crowd of people. There goes from being two groups that meet up in the middle to there being just one that disperses away uh, Earthbenders, I'm sorry. You guys will have to bring down your number one more time. And this essentially means, for those that want to know the mechanics going on here, the Chi Blockers and the 
uh, airbenders are doing perception checks. If they snuff out the earthbender and firebender perception checks, they take out one of the groups. Oh boy! Rena and Shin, your earthbender numbers are going down. They're being caught before the fight even begins. I would like to reserve the right that if this goes way south, then what I want to break away from my group and go off on my own. Okay, yeah, that right. We cut back into the council room building. As the door opens, you see Mike very proudly walks in, can't help but look at his son, uh, and walks to his seat. Next up, you see Quelo walk in, tall and pronounced, uh, walking towards his seat, a man that is in what looks to be Water Tribe garb with uh, the Republic City emblem uh, and clothing colors. Uh, he goes to his seat and sits down. You see General Saley walk in, a mad woman that looks like the the mad teacher from uh, Harry Potter was how I described her. And mm. she looks, she happens to see you, Milo, stops and smiles and just kind of gives you a salute. Uh, you guys don't really, haven't really spoken to each other in a while. Uh, so it is nice to see a fellow uh, general in the same room. He returns the salute in kind. Uh, you then see Catherine, a very large, uh, heavy woman with tiny, tiny glasses, almost giving her like a pig-like expression to her face with her with how tiny her eyes look. Uh, and you see she is just laced in jewelry. Uh, looks like she loves to be extravagant and show her wealth, essentially. You also see Rodin, which has been a while since you guys have seen Rodin. The young uh, firebin-looking or Fire Nation looking individual walk in. He sees you guys and gives you this like look of nervousness, but also this smile. Um, and he goes to sit down. And then lastly, you see the president walk in, President Rohan. He walks in, uh, glances over to you, Milo, and just gives the a huge smile. He's so happy to see his brother. He wasn't expecting you here whatsoever. Although Mike <laughs> mentioned it, he probably didn't believe him, honestly. Uh, and sees you, Yang, and just gives you this dreadful look of, not anger, just like this look of being upset uh, as he sees you. And he doesn't have his own chair within the, the horseshoe table, so he instead sits in the back. Uh, they kind of pull up a chair since he doesn't have his own sitting area here the president usually doesn't even come to these meetings as you are starting to get the the vibe of the room they don't they don't do it you know they're busy with their other stuff uh but for you guys he decides it is best to be in here uh but he constantly keeps looking at the clock knowing any second he's got to get up and go do his speech and uh Quelo stands up and he goes, all right, it has been a while since we have all spoken to someone here to express their concerns over the recent laws. As we know, this is the case for the White Lotus School uh, being opened up in our city. Uh, we have ourselves, and he announces who each one of the members of the council are. Uh, he graciously announces the president and then uh, gestures for you guys to announce who you all are. I am Kevin Zespera, White Lotus member. I am Yang of the White Lotus as well. And 
just to paint a picture, I, I imagine that Milo is standing behind Kevin and Yang, like off to the side a little bit. Like he's here with them, but not a part of what they're doing, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Absolutely. And that's kind of where Z is too. She's not sitting next to you. She's actually at the other side, but still within the same row as you. And uh, But there is a silence in the room waiting to see if either of you, you know, you or Z want to announce th- themselves uh, after they realize you don't. Uh, Quelo then just goes, all right, who is here to present their case to us? And he looks to the two of you. I... I look at Kevin, still a little nervous, but step forward. Honored representatives of Republic City. Century ago, my great-grandfather ended the Hundred Years' War. A war started by power-hungry fire lords that saw to the genocide of the air nomads, the oppression of the Earth Nation, and the near ruin of the water tribes. Under the leadership of Fire Lord Zuko and Avatar Aang, peace was found through unity and through the hope of a better future. Sadly, this would not come to pass as benders began the oppression of non-benders. And at the time, this council was made primarily of benders who could not speak for the non-benders. It would be Avatar Korra who would try to heal those wounds. Korra brought back hope when she stopped Amon. She was the voice for non-benders when laws were passed to impede their rights. She united our world and the spirit world here in Republic City. And yet, citizens of Republic City are absent. Korra believed that our world could live together again in peace. And yet the spirits are no longer here at the moment. We stand on the verge of conflict because the oppressed want to be heard. This council has failed to be the voice of its people or to protect its citizens. You claim to be united amongst yourselves, yet you have no knowledge of each other's responsibilities. A general who is building an army of chi blockers in anticipation of a Fire Nation plot. A council member who conspires with rogue factions to attack city guests. A council member more focused on the advancement of the future than the expense of understanding and patience. And I look directly at Ro, uh, Rodin for this one. Or Rohan, sorry. And a president who forgot his roots and the purpose of this city. You ask what the light, White Lotus can offer. We offer a safe place for benders to practice their skills. We offer to aid non-benders when they ask. We offer to help the spirits that inhabit the city. We offer a place of healing, compassion, and teaching. All will be treated with unbiased, as was our pledge to the Avatar years ago. Please allow us to make the dreams of our founders a reality and make this city the beacon of hope it was meant to be. You see the council kind of murmur amongst themselves. Uh, although I did say that you can't really whisper in this room because it's just so echoey because they're all whispering amongst each other. It's just a jumble of whispers. So you can't quite make out what they're saying. Eventually you see Catherine stand up 
And good God, why did I pick her to say this? What was her voice that I gave her? You never gave her a voice, actually. You never talked I, to her. I did. You've just never heard her not heard it yet. Come on, Kevin. I'm always prepared. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, the way I see it, you have yet to speak of any financial stability that you could cause for our city. Opening up a school is not just something that is the cheapest thing. How do you expect to afford opening up a school here? And she sits down. Uh, you see Quelo stand up. And he goes, You sound like you were making a number of accusations against the council, yet telling us that you choose, that you are able to help our city. Uh, coming to insult someone in front of their face and then telling them that you can do better, I, 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 I'm sorry, I feel as though the method to which you are trying to help sounds more like an attack on us than the guiding gestures of a unified group. The White, ben, the, the White Lotus members and the Republic City members are here to try to work together. And it sounds more like you are trying to rip us apart, including our fine president who has been doing splendidly. Uh, I know you are still new here, child, but this is our city and we have been doing things this way. What I'm asking is how do you expect to make a difference? What is your plan? Just saying that you can promise these things and that's what you offer. From the sounds of it, we offer the same thing and you should believe that we are doing it wrong. I don't see how strangers coming into a city that knows nothing of our who we are today makes any difference rather than who we were in a history book. What is your experience, child? And he sits down. Uh, Mike stands up and he goes, I, I believe his words are, although harsh, honest. I did not know Saley was trying to plan for a, a building up of uh, chi blockers and such. I have heard these rumors of an attack at the Fire Nation, but I I didn't think that you were preparing for a war. Uh, that That's something that the Council should be a part of. Uh, I feel that there is a bit of truth to the things that he is saying. And Saley speaks. He, she stands up. Well, she doesn't even stand up. She just kind of leans back and just announces well, well, I am the one that is in charge of the gen the army. You are not. Simply put, what good is it for me to tell you what I have planned? Go ahead and take care of your factories and uh, continue to build the finances. Catherine, you do the same. Quelo, you follow whatever it is you want to do about fixing uh, up the city however you choose to do it. But I don't tell you how to do your job. I am not expecting you to tell me how to do mine. Regardless of this, bringing in White Lotus members only enhances security for military. So I don't know whether or not you're trying to tell me that what I do is bad and what they do is good or vice versa, but I don't see the difference. You are both, we are both bringing in military constructs to this city. So what makes you different from us is what I am asking. 
Enya, the last councilman that is yet to say anything is Rodin. And he sits there. He seems to really be thinking. And he sits up eventually, stands up and looks to the president and then looks to the council and looks to you guys. And he goes, I think that there is a case here. I have walked these streets and I have seen the tension. I, though I don't agree with the, the wording used, there are some things that were truth, as Micah said. The idea that we are attacking or planning attacks with the enemies of the city, such as uh, these groups that you were talking about to assault uh, one another, that is a, a high, uh, a high accusation, which needs to be met with proof. But that's how we do our city, is finding the evidence and finding proof before accusations. And although they can't, they hasn't shown us said proof. It is worth showing them our methods. I believe, if it. Is if it's any consolation to any of you here, they can only learn how we handle things if we allow them the chance to be here and do it. Otherwise, it's almost as if you are looking into an aquarium with our city being inside and the glass being the blockade that we are uh, initiating against the White Lotus. And it looks like he has more to say, but he sits down and kind of like sinks into himself a little bit. The president then stands up, uh, walks up to the council table and says, this has been very interesting to hear. Uh, the unfortunate thing is I cannot stay. Uh, it is time for me to give my speech. Mr. Um, president. Yes. You and this council have been made aware of just how far the benders are willing to go. There, even as we speak, amongst this crowd of innocent people are chi blockers, police, and airbenders. And while these renegades, as you call them, are trying to infiltrate and kidnap you in their own respective ways, you're putting innocent lives at stake. All they are asking is a voice. A voice none of you can give. None of you, except my uncle, is a bender. And Rohan just kind of gives a sly smirk and goes, you don't have to be a bender to have a voice for non-benders and vice versa. But I really must get out of here. This was interesting. I wish I could hear your counterpoints to what the council has told you, but uh, I really must be going. Uh, but but Milo, uh, do you do you mind following me to the door? I already fully intended to do so. That, that is good to hear. Uh, thank you, council, for allowing me uh, a chance to sit in these meetings. I have not in such a long time. Uh, and thank you, White Lotus, for coming here to speak. Uh, on behalf of 
uh, what you believe. Uh, it's not always easy to express your beliefs so strongly despite and he kind of looks towards uh, a few of the members in the council uh, despite resistance and I commend you for that I just wish Aang was here so that way he could speak these words instead of myself yes well if Aang were here then he would be a very old avatar and he then begins to walk out Yang feels his stomach begin to plummet but turns back to the council and uh Quelo stands up and he goes we have stated our points to you child go ahead and deliberate with your group and he gestures to just Kevin because he was the only one that stood up to create counterpoints to what we have said uh, and take as long as you need we will be sitting here waiting for your counterpoints to occur Thank you. Is that not cool? We can go to the talk, or we just talk right here? Uh, usually, they just talk here, uh, amongst themselves, okay. the same way we do it. Okay. I go to Z and Kevin, and say, well, so much for... We still have a chance. And let's, let's make our point up. Let's prove our points. That is what the debate will come up to council, it's more of a debate, and see if this, our debate wins the day. But how can we provide, we will provide military aid as a neutral party, but as far as economic aid, what, how can we provide economically? And Z just goes, listen, I did not stand up and announce myself. I technically cannot even be a part of this conversation, but... <laughs> That doesn't stop me from just announcing that uh, due to us being benders and such, it doesn't usually take that much for us to be able to bend ourselves uh, in a school or two. Sure. And, yeah. and we're providing, uh, you say for the economics, we're, we're providing education. Education usually pays for itself with knowledge, the skills. And we're providing pretty much a safe space for for vendors and non-vendors to vent out their frustrations and learn. Because if you think about this whole city, there is not too many places that you can vent. All I know, Kevin, is if these council members do not see reason soon, the, the, the renegade faction is going to go through with whatever they're going to go through with. Right now, we can only focus on this. I'm sorry, this will give us good training if we do uh, meet up with the Avatar. Because the Avatar had to learn these skills too. Please do not remind me that we have to teach an eight-year-old how to, how to handle the responsibilities of the worlds. Mm-hmm. <gasps> it, I don't want to tell you this, but it's the reality. If the Avatar does, uh, if we do find the Avatar, this would be a safe spot for the Avatar. Alright, so economically... Not only do we provide teaching of various earth uh, bending traditions, but we also help non-benders learn various martial arts as well. Um, we work worldwide as as ambassadors, essentially of peace, as as uh, to, to work with law enforcement and aid law enforcement. 
in matters that are above their understanding. And and globally too, like the certain fire pen, like the fire nation threat. That is true. We are we do have a school in the fire nation, that is true. But as far as Quilo is concerned, I really don't think we're gonna sway him. And also one of the concerns is about um, the spirits. That is a very big concern. The council was not concerned about it. They should be. If the same threat that's going down in the South Pole comes here, what the tension here is going to be nothing like if this what disease or whatever it is spreads. They will have pure panic on their hands. And what the one thing the White Lotus does provide is intel. So is that what we can provide? That's also something we can provide. Alright, well, let's hope this works. Wish me luck. And uh, make my way back to the council. Okay. Uh, While that conversation was happening, uh, Milo, you were guided out with your brother, Rohan. As he is making his way down the halls, down the steps, and out the door, uh, he has a little conversation with you, and he just goes... I must say it's good to see you, brother. It's been too long, honestly. Yes, you know how busy I am. We both lead very busy lives. We're both very important people. Yes, we are important characters. I'll have you know. <laughs> uh, well, I I have to get this out of off my chest right now. I, I've missed you. I, I've missed you, Milo. I miss my older brother's wisdom and uh, sometimes... Uh, just hard-headedness sometimes yes and i admit i've missed talking to you and laughing with you and looking out for you yeah. uh, i hadn't realized how much distance had grown between our family until yang showed up in the island i don't know if he's told this to you but he did come and uh, meet me yesterday uh, for the first time in how many years I finally saw him again. It's He's grown a lot, but he seems to be a, a physical growth. Doesn't seem to have emotionally advanced to a point of understanding. I don't know. It's hurtful, honestly. Uh, if, you know, between you and me, uh, he threw a pie at me. Oh, Beal laughs. Because <laughs> Beal, <I'm>... like... <laughs> just... <laughs> Very quickly, he's just like, ha! <laughs> and he just looks at you with this serious face, but you can tell, like, he's laughing on the inside, too. Like, it's something that's really easy to laugh at after the fact. Right. Uh, but he just goes, he was upset because I pointed out the flaws that he's been making in the city. Uh, I told him that it, it is hurting our family name, and it is definitely not something that should be done not just by us but by anybody you know uh, defacing statues getting thrown into a jail cell the night you get here and causing ruckuses and attacks throughout the the lower end of the city it's it doesn't <laughs> I mean you say it all out loud that doesn't sound very good no perhaps not but Yang's lived a little bit of a different life than you and I. He's still very much finding himself and where he belongs. You're right. He is still growing. Yeah, I, uh... 
it it wasn't so much the the pie that was angry uh, or that angered me it was that the entire situation upset me i was expecting a sense of, of prominence and uh clearly that hasn't happened it makes me wonder if her sister made the right decision at all i've debated that too i think you and i were on the same page on that one from the beginning brother well by the way i do think today's a growing moment for yang and i hope that moving forward we can rebuild this family in a better way i'm already thinking of tracking down our sisters sometime in the near future that's good i I think about you guys all the time. I just I just know how Janora is and Iki. I I haven't heard anything from them longer than I've even heard from you. I hope they're okay. You know, just kinda nods and um he says uh he follows that up by saying For now, why don't we focus on the speech you have to give and looking out for you while you give it. Thank you. Uh you know, if it was a speech that I wrote for myself, I'd be much happier about it. And he just looks down when he says that. And then he goes, uh, Milo, I have a, a question for you. Do you... Do you think I've done well for the city? Do you think I've been a good president for these people? Milo just, like, straightens out his outfit a little bit as he thinks. And he says, Let me answer that with a question of my own. Would you vote for yourself, knowing everything you do about your position and what you do? <laughs> well, that's a hurtful question. <laughs> he kind of shrugs. But it is uh, nonetheless a question that I think I needed to hear. Yeah. I, uh, if I wanted to give you the biased truth, uh, it would be just the same as the honest truth. No, I wouldn't. I don't feel like I've really done anything. I can't, I don't even write my own speeches, uh, Milo. This was given to me by, by Quelo. And he just like holds up a folder, the same folder that Kevin and Yang, you saw Quelo hand to the president yesterday. And he's just like, I, I don't know. I want to do good, which is why I stay here. But you know, I don't, I don't feel like I've done good. Milo puts a hand on his shoulder looks him straight in the eyes and says, I'm not much of a politically minded person. I keep to my island, I keep my men in check. But the one thing I do know about the situation is deep down, I know you're a good person and you mean well, and that I will always support you, brother. He gives a smile, puts his hand on your shoulder and says, uh, I wish that you did decide to go on a political side. It would have been great to have you on my side as one of the councilmen. <laughs> Oh, our father definitely would have been proud. I mean, he's proud anyway, I'm sure. The men on my island need me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, listen, I don't think anyone's going to raise a fit if you decide to ad lib a few lines in that pre-written speech of yours. And he like flicks the uh, the folder a little a few times. <laughs> he, he smiles and chuckles a little to himself. I, I suppose you're right. <sighs> Thanks, brother. Anytime. Just remember. When you walk, it's you decide when you walk, it's you who decide where your feet step. Every time. If that is the way. If that is the way it must be done, then that is how you should do it. It just be how it do. 
<laughs> it just be how it do though. It be that like that. The anyway, I didn't prepare my tongue twisters. I wasn't ready for this. It's tough. I get you. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you want to go back to the room or be on stage with me. But uh, either way, I am glad that you were here. It's it's comforting knowing that I have someone close nearby that I can trust. Yes, uh, today I'm very much in the mood for a speech, I think. I think I also think it's important for Yang to handle the council in the company of his friends, but on his own. Who was that woman in there? Uh, I can't help but ask that. She didn't even stand up to say who she was. <laughs> Milo just shrugs and says I hardly even noticed her. I didn't roll high enough perception. Yeah, I guess me either. I didn't roll a high enough history. And... <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> right? Shrug. <laughs> And uh, he opens the door, uh, the doors wide, uh, and steps out towards the stage. Jaeger, Rena, Shin, and Torkenvon. You guys all see uh, the president walk out into the into the street onto the stage. I should say more. Uh, the crowd stops. All the festivities kind of end. And uh, everybody just kind of collectively looks towards the stage. And Milo, this is a crowd of thousands of people, it feels like. This is a wide street, sure, but even the street feels too crowded for how many people are here. Uh, like, the nerves that your brother must be feeling to speak in front of all these people, it's gotta be crazy. Oh, goddamn, I give him inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not what I was going for, but yes, thank it you. It just makes sense. Uh, there's no reason he wouldn't. What is your inspiration die? Is it a D8 at the level you're um, at? It says D6 on the uh, stat block. Okay, okay. Uh, but he just smiles at you and uh, stands walking towards the microphone and uh, to where his little podium is. Opens up the folder and just looks at it for a second with just this like physical sigh before he opens his mouth and I need everybody to roll me initiative here we go friends Thank you, everybody, for listening to Book One Search, Episode 38, Oprah Yangfree. <laughs> anyway, uh, this was a Skeptic Frogs production, including the character classes used. I think it was version 3.1.0. It was the same as uh, Episode 37. This was all recorded on the same session. Uh, this is a homebrew D&D 5e live-action podcast uh, set in the Avatar universe, created by Bryke, published by Nickelodeon. All credits for music and sounds will be found in the show notes. As always, everybody, subscribe for more shenanigans. I'm trying to make this quick. Uh, but anyway, y'all, take care.